Hi, and thanks for tuning in for Faces of Post-Secondary Success. In each installment of this series, you'll hear the deeper and often unexpected story behind a single image that has been selected by the storyteller. What connects these images are the answers to a simple question. What does success look like to you? Patrick Methvin grew up a self-described happy boy, filled with an optimism he hopes his colleagues at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation still recognize. In this installment of Faces of Post-Secondary Success, Patrick is just about three years old, a mama's boy in a stylish leisure suit with an infectious smile. Listen as he shares the story that shaped his identity as well as his affinity for education decades before he learned words like equity and terms like social mobility. That vintage Olin Mills uh, photo with the fake library in the background is of my mother and myself. I think I am three-ish, three to four years old. I was a very happy boy. I always had a grin on my face. My parents thought that I was going to grow up to be either a preacher, because I was very much raised in the church, and I had no problem going up and telling people about all of that, or a politician. And it's because I would literally just walk up to anybody and tell them my name and ask them about who they were and, and what they were doing. My family roots are in East Texas, so in Beaumont, Port Arthur area, where my father and mother came from. And then they moved to Houston, where my mom became a third grade teacher. I'm the middle child, and I don't know if that uh, correlates to the whole mama's boy thing, but I'm definitely a, a mama's boy. I grew up very much wanting to please her and followed her path, which is actually a side story for how I ended up in education. She grew up in East Texas at a time and in a place where if you're a woman and you're bright, which she was, you had a few options. Uh, you could be a secretary, you could be a teacher, or you could be a nurse. And that's about it. She chose teacher and excelled at it and became the youngest teacher to qualify as an assistant principal in the Houston school district. So my mom was a third grade teacher in inner city Houston. And as a son or daughter of a teacher, one thing you experience is after your day's done, you go to your, your parents' classroom. And if you're there, you're going to meet students and you're going to meet families. This was in an area of Houston called Jersey City, and it was not a middle class or upper class neighborhood. I've since gone back and actually looked at the demography of that school in that neighborhood. At the time, I think it was about 75% first generation Americans, mostly Mexican immigrants. One thing I learned is that many of her families, they came for opportunity. I don't actually know at that point in time what that meant, but I knew that it was they came here for a reason. I also knew that they liked my mom because she helped them with that goal, whatever this opportunity thing meant. Now, I didn't know anything about the concepts that we talk about today around equity, around social and economic mobility. I literally just understood people came here for opportunity and they liked my mom because she helped them with that. So in the mind of a six-ish-year-old kid, that was enough to start forming identity. Decades later, I started understanding these other 
bigger concepts like social justice, racial equity. And the more I've come to understand, the deeper my commitment to that kind of nascent idea that I had when I was six years old becomes. For me personally, growing up as a white male in, at that time, lower middle class, upwardly mobile family, I actually felt a ton of accountability and responsibility to be everything I possibly could. So again, we didn't have conversations around the dinner table in elementary school about concepts like equity or social and economic mobility. But I did know that I didn't have a lot of barriers stopping me, and so I sure as heck better hustle. And some of that is reflecting on my own mother and looking at the opportunities that were afforded to her, some of which were bounded because of her gender. And so even when she went down this path and did a great job as a teacher, had access to become assistant principal at a young age, it was still all in a very confined view of the world, yet she was successful. I think when I look back at this later on, about five years after this photo was taken, my mom decided to stop teaching. Uh, my little sister was born. And so I think this photo was taken almost at the pinnacle of her professional success. I look at that in terms of my daughters who don't have the same confined options available to them as, as my mom did. And my wife, who's a physician, right, also did not have the same confined set. When I think about that and multiply that times the students that we were focused on on the Gates Foundation's post-secondary team, when you throw in issues of race, when you throw in issues of income, those options are more further bounded than even for my mother. And so when I look at education as an opportunity to open up those options, for me, that seems like my contribution to society, which is to open up those options as much as possible. Thanks for taking the time to be part of our Faces of Post-Secondary Success journey. Did you like what you heard? Look for more installments and QR codes around your office space and online.